Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm Sancho. And he's not... Why Sancho? That's a, I don't know. It's just on your mind. People love Sancho. He is always on your mind. Today's episode, we are talking about Serena. We're continuing our Dragon Quest Eleven character spotlights. We are talking about Veronica's other half, her twin sister, Serena. Uh, like Veronica, Serena is a keeper from Arboria. Serena, she is the sweeter more naive of the twins she follows veronica around which is ironic because veronica is has the appearance of a child now in the game and so it's kind of funny because it's like she's following the kid went around and you almost expect it to be that the kid is following her around you know what i yep. mean yeah but it's it's really not serena she's also the priest in terms of classic dragon quest vocations we've been trying to to keep that going each and every week so you've had yep. Eric the Thief, Veronica the Mage, and now we're on Serena the Priest. Although, unlike a lot of the characters, her job kind of changes late in the game, right? And that was one of the main times that I kept her in my party almost the entire time was when uh, she got much more powerful later on that uh, she stopped being swapped in and out. And it was just like, yeah, this is probably the best character in the game. And uh, later on, they took it away from me. <laughs> uh, Serena, she is voiced by Jessica Clark. I looked that one up on IMDb again. Uh, to see what her credits were. Right. It looks like she's a regular on Versailles, and she's made appearances in other BB shows, BBC shows, uh, like Call the Midwife. So another uh, a British actor who's made appearances in other BBC things. I feel like Dragon Quest Eleven, the voice actors, uh, most of them are, are like always on BBC shows. <laughs> And I don't know either of those shows. Like, I don't even know if I've heard of Versailles, but uh, I've never seen Call the Midwife. But it looks it looks good. My wife's mom loves Call the Midwife. It's one of her favorite TV shows. Oh, okay. She, she's a bit of an Anglophile, though. And so she, she loves watching any kind of British television, and she loves anything that has to do with Britain. So mm. I've heard of Versailles, and I'm pretty sure Kathy's watched Versailles as well. Um, I'm sure she has, probably, in fact. But, but yeah, so I'll ask Kathy about it sometime. She probably, if I mention Jessica Clark to her or any of these other actors, she'd probably right. be like, "Yeah, I remember her. She was in blah blah blah." So yep. um, she really knows her her BBC shows. Before we get too far into today's episode, though. I wanted to tell you a story and everybody a story because I thought that was pretty cool. I cannot wait for this because of your notes. Yeah, it just says Austin's KFC story in the notes. Yep, so, and so I have no idea what to expect here. So um, so I have the, the it's the lanyard that came with, it was a pre-order bonus for the collector's edition of Dragon Quest XI. It's a lanyard right. that came with that. 
and I have my uh, my ID on it for uh, it's my badge uh, to show I've got a background check and all that kind of stuff to go into Palm Beach County Schools. Okay. Uh, so so it's like my my Florida State ID badge that basically just says I've had a background check and I'm not a bad person kind of thing. But I've, yeah. I've got that on my lanyard and I always wear it in when I go into schools. I wear that lanyard around my neck so my ID is showing and all that. Well, when it's not being worn by me, I have it looped around the rearview mirror in my car. So the other day, uh, my wife and I were trying to think of like food things. We, we wanted to just like go grab food somewhere and we're trying to think of things that we don't go to very often. And there's actually a KFC that's like right beside my house. I mean, you could like walk there if you wanted to. Yeah, it's very close. And so we were like, maybe we'll go to KFC. We, I, I'm not a big KFC person and neither is she. So we we're like, hey, well, we'll go KFC and try and mix it up a little bit. Because we were just, she was kind of wanting to get out of the house. And we were, you know, trying to think of food that we didn't normally eat. So I ended up staying with the girls, but Grace went to go pick up the food and the guy that uh, ran it out to her, he saw the lanyard as he was handing her the food. And he was like, oh, Dragon Quest. I love Dragon Quest. That's like my favorite series. I love Dragon Quest. That's and, awesome. And was like telling and was like, you know, like really excited about the lanyard. And Grace was like, yeah, my, my that's not my husband's favorite series. He's actually got a uh, Dragon Quest podcast. And she was telling him, you know, about Dragon Quest FM and all of that kind of stuff. So Guy from KFC, if you're listening, uh, welcome and glad glad you're here. <laughs> That's fantastic. That makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. Grace Grace came home and she was like, "Yeah, I was I was whoring you out a little bit while I was gone today." <laughs> I was like, hey, that's the kind of, you know, you got boots on the ground. That's the kind of publicity that you want. You want a street team. <laughs> so anyway, that's my KFC story. I just thought that was cool because I don't, I've worn that. I've worn, I've, you know, I've worn that lanyard all over the place. And this is only like maybe the second time anyone's ever like acknowledged it. Right. I was at uh, the Chick-fil-A drive-thru uh, the other day when we just had to get out of the house and uh, have like 30 seconds of human interaction that wasn't each other. I was wearing my Dragon Quest slime shirt that Jennifer had got me for our anniversary. And the dude who took our car just like, that's a cool shirt. And I was like, thanks. Like, yeah, really cool shirt. Cool shirt. Cool shirt. I like that shirt. And I was like, mm-hmm. That's, that's really strange, man. And uh, not nearly as, uh, as uh, heartwarming as yours, where I'm just like, this guy's creeping out on like this angel slime that he can <laughs> see under my, uh, <laughs> my seatbelt. <laughs> Yeah. The the only other time anyone's ever acknowledged the lanyard, it was actually a uh, an aftercare camp counselor. And okay. she, she had on a Dragon Ball shirt and ah. she like saw my lanyard and was like, hey, is that is that Dragon Ball? And I was like, no, it's it's Dragon Quest. And she was like, oh, Dragon Quest. And I guess yeah. she said she had played eight before and hasn't really played any of the others. But she uh, she liked Dragon Ball and she recognized the uh, like Toriyama art on my lanyard. Yep. Which is very striking. I mean, and it's a pretty lanyard, too. I mean, it really does. If you have an eye for uh, any kind of Japanese-style art, especially Toriyama, it's going to draw your eye. Yeah. So getting back into our episode all about Serena. Uh, as usual, we went to the internet and we asked people, why do you love Serena? We asked people, we got responses, and so we're going to take a little time to read some of those responses. Working our way down here. Uh, Liam, he said, uh, Act Two, Sage Serena, definitely. And I know, I know, I mentioned uh, like Sage Serena in last week's episode too, so I definitely agree with him 
uh, there. That that's one of the reasons I love Serena. And we have a whole section in today's podcast about it too. So I don't want to necessarily talk about it right now, but I do want to say yes, Sage Serena, two thumbs up. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and then, uh, but lots of people uh, talked about uh, her personality uh, being a big part of why they liked her. You know, Fiery said that despite being the calm, serious twin, she's also a big airhead. And for some reason, it makes them like her a lot more than they already did, which is a lot because it makes her memorable even in act one. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about it at that point, but she is kind of portrayed as a bit of an airhead, especially like early in the game. Yeah. And you were complaining about that to me when you first started the game, like just within the initial uh, probably 10 to 12 hours of the game, you were messaging me about how cool Veronica was and how how Serena was just this kind of generic, bland, uh, vanilla character. Like she, she doesn't really have much of a personality. And then that comes out later on. And then, yeah, and then it totally changes. And Serena is like right. one of my favorite characters now. But yeah, I remember that, too. Is that at first I was just like, well, Serena's just kind of, she's just kind of there. I mean, you have the Luminary, who's got a pretty interesting backstory for that kind of silent protagonist. You have Eric, who's really cool. Then you have Veronica, who's amazing. And then you have Serena. And just at first, Serena, when you first meet her, she seems like a very underwhelming character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, compared to everyone else you've got at that point, it's just like, okay, you're the same, only worse. Yeah, uh, other people also mentioned her personality. Let's see. Uh, Dinois said that he loves how sweet, caring, and polite she is. Um, she's easily excited, which is cute, but she can also be serious when she has to be. During the harder times in the game, she shows how strong she truly can be. Uh, and choosing her as your roommate gives you one of the cutest scenes in the game. I have not, uh, I have not watched that scene. I was in the process of watching all the various like marriage scenes that exist in Eleven. Right. And didn't get all the way through them. Hadn't seen that yet. But luckily, LR Bearclaw also commented under that and posted a link to YouTube that shows that scene. So if you want to watch that or anybody else listening, uh, it's in that thread right there where you can find that video. Awesome. Yeah, I never went back. I thought about going and marrying all of them to watch it. And <laughs> that was one of those uh, kind of not even grindy things, but just time consuming. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to go through these same steps all the time. That's exactly what happened with me. I married I married Jade, Silvando, Rab, I think. Yeah. I, I know I've seen Rab. Maybe, maybe that was when I started to just start looking them up because I was like, what's it like to marry your grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> Your Tennessee is showing, Austin. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Actually, maybe your Florida is showing. I mean, I'm not sure which one's worse at this point. Uh, so I know I've seen those three, and I'd, honestly, I don't know if I've seen any beyond uh, Jade, Silvando, and Rab. I think it, it was kind of the same thing. It was just like so time-consuming because at first I had a save before that, before marriage, and I was like, I'm going to do them all. And then I, I didn't, and then I remember I started looking them up, and then I think it was just kind of like, when I had free time, instead of looking up them up on YouTube, I just was still because I was still playing Eleven at the time. I was still in the story right. of it, so I think I just you know moved on to other things. Emmy says that she's a fellow bookaholic, which is another one of those things that I actually didn't think about until someone mentioned it. But yeah, she is kind of this uh, more studious, I guess, of the twins. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, much more uh, studious than pretty much everyone else in your party. Oh, I guess we should also give that obligatory spoiler warning. We didn't do that at the beginning. There's going to be spoilers. Sure. Lots of spoilers. 
Um, I just thought of a spoiler in my head that was kind of to remind oh, me. Oh, okay. Was that, yeah, we're going to be talking spoilers. Dr. Mysterio said that aside from Gemma, she's definitely the sweetest of the Dragon Quest Eleven party members, uh, which made her uh, my favorite of the gang for a decent amount of Act 1's progression. And then Serena's development during the events of Act 2 made me like her even more as a character on top of this too. Then Taloon said she's very caring and nurturing, and she has the best alt outfits in the game. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, more people uh, who love her personality. We're going to talk about those all outfits, too. And then uh, Joker FGC said, I love how she made me cry buckets, which is, is totally true. She she is going to make you cry eventually, especially in Act 2 toward the end with the whole Veronica thing. It's going to be real sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's very sad. And then uh, LR Bearclaw uh, said, uh, this is kind of when we're getting into some spoilers, too. Honestly, uh, having lost her family, her arc after Veronica's sacrifice was amazing, all caps. It felt so real, especially from how she couldn't grieve. She had to appear strong for her family. Uh, I've been there, and nothing destroys you more than that. How she moved on honestly helped me do it, too. Uh, So that's kind of a cool story. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. How it kind of impacted your personal life, too. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, whenever something like that happens in a game, it always makes me really happy, no matter what it is, to help people like cope with real life stuff because it, uh, it it's so much escapism, but at the same time, whenever you have something that can actually be cathartic, it always just makes me like that's when I start thinking about video games more as art rather than entertainment, solely entertainment, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then lastly, Jeremiah here just said everything with a heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I've been playing Animal Crossing too much lately because you say that and it's Jeremiah. And I immediately think of the frog named Jeremiah from Animal Crossing that I see. Oh, because uh, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. He was. And so they made him a, uh, <laughs> a bullfrog in uh, Animal Crossing. Wow. I had no clue there is a uh, Three Dog Night reference. I don't think I've ever known who sung that song. I'm going to Google it. Three Dog Night. I'm almost positive sings uh, joy to the world is the name of the song and i'm pretty sure it's a three dog night song yeah three dog night song all right look at you yeah they they also sing uh what's this song called shambhala you know that they play on lost a whole bunch yeah like when they find the vw bus and all that's in yep. the in the radio so there's some three yep. dog night trivia for everybody everybody you're welcome Donate to our Patreon for more <laughs> Three Dog Night trivia. People might not know this about me, but I am a wellspring of useless music trivia. You are. The number of times we've been driving to work together and you just tell me about music and albums and the history of this particular genre and like evolution of it. And I'm like, man, how do you know this stuff? Yeah, I know. And, and the thing is, is I don't even know how I know it all. I mean, I did. I used to get like spin magazine and rolling stone magazine Mm. when i was a kid and a teenager Um, like for a big chunk of my childhood and like adolescence teenagehood i got those magazines and i tended to read them cover to cover so i assume i just got like i just i guess i just absorbed like all this weird (laughs) all this weird stuff about um bands and in terms of three dog night i have no clue where that came from because i mean i don't think three dog night was being talked about in spin magazine in like 2005 i don't i don't <laughs> think so no no i hope not 
Like, let me put it that way. I hope they weren't. No offense to Three Dog Night. I don't know why I'm dumping on Three Dog Night right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know. So, somebody's listening to this podcast right now in a Three Dog Night t-shirt and is just like cursing oh, me. <laughs> it's just like that. It's just like the uh, uh, that episode of The Simpsons where it's like, it's not funny, haha. It's funny. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, um, so while we were kind of mentioning Serena's outfits, I wanted to talk about that because Serena's got some pretty cool outfits. Um, they're not necessarily my favorite uh, in the game, but I did like uh, the dancer's outfit. You get that one early on. I-, I thought that one was pretty cool. That's like one of the, honestly, that may be the first all outfit I got in the game. Is the dancer's outfit the one that looks like the belly dancer, uh, the purple one with the gold behind it? Is the dancer's outfit the ones that looks like a dancer? Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't know if there was more than one dancer or not. More than one dancer one, because I don't know all of the costumes. Yeah, yeah. The dancer's out. That's the dancer's outfit. I hate you so much. <laughs> there's a, there's a divide. I just had to repeat your question back to you. Is the dancer's uh, outfit the dancer's outfit? What's a flame blade? <laughs> So, uh, I didn't like, there is another version of the dancer's outfit though. It's called the divine dancer's, uh, outfit. Uh, okay. I think it's what it's called. And I did not like the divine one as much, the color scheme as much. I like the, yeah. I like the classic, like purple, yellow, um, dancer's outfit, uh, that you get. My favorite one though, for Serena, honestly, is the Serenica outfit that you get. Yeah. At, like, in, I guess that's in act two, uh, when you get that one. I think that uh, I never used it very much. Like, I used it for a bit, but uh, I went back to the little devil's dress. Like, that one, that outfit, the Mischief Maker, I think, was my favorite outfit overall for her uh, because it was contrary to her personality. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying, that's the one that looks kind of like if Tim Burton designed a maid's outfit, right? Yeah, yeah, that one with little bat wings. Yeah, 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 that's what I thought. That was my favorite one, and it wasn't like any creepy thing. I just actually, the the specific reason, because I liked it uh, being opposite of what her sweet personality was, and here she has these devil horns and bat wings. Yeah, I didn't use that one very much. It reminded me a lot of Sora's uh, Nightmare Before Christmas outfit mm, yeah. in Kingdom Hearts, which is a cool outfit. I mean, it's, it is a cool outfit. It's fine. I just liked other outfits on Serena better. I thought, I liked the Serenica outfit because, you know, it was Serenica's, but also... Uh, it was a cool. It was cool that they had that like classic Dragon Quest Sage outfit, mm-hmm. you know, in the game. And so, yeah, I tended to keep that. Uh, the other one I really liked was the Crimson Cat Suit, kind of for the same reason you liked the uh, the more Tim Burtony one, is because that Crimson Cat Suit it makes her look really tough. You know, it's like that shiny leather yeah. and everything, but it made her look really tough, which is kind of hard to make Serena look tough because she's this nice sweet character uh-huh. you know with like big eyes and she's all nice and soft spoken and then she's in this like crimson cat suit and is just gonna like roundhouse kick you all jade style and i am almost certain and i've not read anything about this but that one in particular i'm fairly certain is a persona 5 reference when they added it in because there is a character one of the main characters in it is a tall blonde uh blue-eyed lady who or a girl she's a high school girl and she is uh where her name is panther uh when she's wearing this in the in the uh i can't remember the name of the verse now i gotta play more of that game and when she's doing her phantom thieves thing and then uh it is a red like shiny cat suit like that and she uses whips as a weapon and uh so like i saw this one and i'm like yeah that one is straight up and uh and reference to uh persona 5 
Oh, okay, cool. I got gotcha. you. I, I, I didn't like Persona 5, so I didn't play it very long at all. You totally should. I'd actually am probably going to restart it and get the Persona 5 Royal and just ditch the uh, like 45 hours I've put into the first one. I'm about halfway through right. the normal one. So one interesting thing with Serena is that she actually cuts her hair uh, later in the story of Dragon Quest XI. And then you can eventually go back and have her have long hair if you want. You can kind of toggle between the two. So out of curiosity, did you keep the short hair, do the long hair? Did it depend on the outfit? What would you do? Uh, I went back to the uh, long hair. I uh, just kind of liked it better overall. I tended to keep the hair short in the game. But whenever I see like art of her yeah. or like the bring arts figure of her, like I, I like the long better. Like, oh. it, like it looks to me more like her character than the short hair did. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't know why it's like a complete contradiction. Yeah. There's no, I don't understand. I could see it. Yeah. I, I like the uh, long just for the same reason. It looks more right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also curious to see what the, if, is that, is that a trope? in like anime and jrpgs because the same thing happens with dagger in final fantasy 11 you know she suffers final fantasy 9 final fantasy 9 thank you final fantasy 9 she suffers loss you know of a family member and then she cuts her hair off and it looks like the same kind of haircut yeah there's a trope for uh women to cut their hair after a trauma to be able to like symbolize uh, new beginning and starting over and uh, having contr- having control over uh, something after uh, something went uh, really crazy. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a cliche trope. Uh, uh, I can't think of what the other word for that is, but yeah, it's a thing. Okay, cool. I was starting to wonder because I had to thinking about, you know, like Final Fantasy IX, Dragon Quest XI, G.I. Jane, like, like people yeah. always cutting their hair. Like, what's the deal? Yep, it's a uh, it's it's a thing symbolizing uh, uh, control when they do it themselves of control and uh, uh, being able to reset, rebirth, uh, starting over, things like that. Kind of like after uh, getting a divorce, whenever the uh, the guy gets a <laughs> whenever the guy gets a uh, sports car and the uh, the wife gets a uh, ha- new hair color or something like that. A lot of times, huh? I feel like those two things are not equal. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird, but that's those are kind of the, the tropes and cliches that go through it, you know? Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. Uh, so then the next thing is Serena in combat. Let's talk about how we used her in combat, what weapons we used, all that kind of stuff. I used her as a healer pretty much all the time when I needed a healer, like mostly in boss fights. I did not keep her in my party very much in Act 1 at least, unless right. it was a boss fight where I actually needed her. And then when she turns into the great OP sage, uh, she was in my party all the time. I used her instead of Rab. I tended to use Rab as a sage in my party most of the time, and I would use his heals to get by on. Yep. Um, and so, but then once Serena became a sage, I like hardly ever used Rab, and I just used Serena all the time. And I pretty much used Serena from that point on. Yeah, that was pretty much what I did as well, where I had uh, Hendrick, uh, the hero uh serena and then let me think who was the fourth one uh probably Silvando and eric depending on what i was uh, doing at the time uh what i was farming that was the only time i kept her in my party full time and just kept her on uh i don't remember what the ai that I actually had her set on so never mind focus on healing is that what you had it set on i had it that's what i had her set on before she was sage uh would bring her in focus on healing whenever i needed something but no, I don't 
I don't know. I don't I, remember. As Sage, I always had her as fight wisely because that she healed when she needed to heal, and other times she would like you know murder enemies. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what I was doing too. I actually can't remember. So yeah, uh, what kind of weapons did you use with her? Uh, the two wands. Okay, I cool. always use two wands the uh, all the time. Like I don't think I again I don't think I swapped out anything with her. Even though I usually end up making priest characters use spears, I didn't with her. I I stuck with the two wands just because of the the sagely thing and wanting higher magic stuff. Gotcha. When I played it on PS4, I actually used spears with her because it, it made her attack more powerful when she wasn't yeah. healing. I would just get her to attack. And it wasn't the most effective way to use Serena. I feel like. I mean, it. It was. I mean, I got by fine. It wasn't like I, I encountered lots of issues. But when Eleven S came out, I was like, I don't want to use spears again with Serena. Like I, I, I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. And so I used, I used a wand and shield with her until I unlocked the dual wielding. And then, like you, I used like wands in both hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also I like the way that dual wielding wands looks. That because the wands have really cool models that yeah. you can you can uh, just make them look a lot cooler. Yeah, I experimented with her harps, um, with the with the harp abilities that she can do. Like it, it, on the PS4, that was like the last ability that the last abilities I would ever fill in on her like skill tree and stuff. Right. But I, on Eleven S, I tried to experiment with that. And I, I didn't use it enough. Like, I feel like her magic abilities that boost your stats and things yeah, are almost better than yep. the ones that just like, hey, now you don't take as much damage from ice spells. Exactly. I don't know if I ever use them in a real situation other than playing around with them just to see them. Yeah, but I do like the idea, though, of Serena and Veronica being like in this folk band together where Serena <laughs> Serena has her harp. And Veronica has the uh, the Calamus flutes, and they just sit there. They're like a three dog night cover band. <laughs> they just uh, sit, they just sit there making sweet jams. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but no, seriously though, right? I mean, isn't that kind of a cool imagery? Just Serena and Veronica like rocking out in Arborea, like before they go on this journey with uh, with the Luminary and everything. Eh. Dude. If my sibling played a musical instrument and I did too, like we'd be we'd be jamming all the time. Does Micah not play anything? Um, whenever we, whenever I was in a band, I would get him. I would teach him drum. I would teach him like drum lines and stuff. Yeah. And uh, like I would show when because we would record. Like I had a little sound thing set up in my basement. I had like eggshell mattresses, uh, like set up on the walls. <laughs> oh. And we would um. And I, I had a pillow inside the kick drum, and um, <laughs> anyway, I would I would show him how to play, what to play on the drums, and yeah. then I would get him to play it while I played guitar or bass or whatever, mm. um, just to kind of keep rhythm and time and stuff. And so, I mean, he could play drums, but it was like it was like I would show him what to play, and then he would play, it and I'd try to keep okay. the, the drum line pretty simple and everything. Okay. So you weren't, you know, jamming out to Three Dog Night with him. Usually. Exactly, exactly. It wasn't like he had a flute and he was all like, you know, just rocking out like Ron Burgundy and Anchorman. Yeah, it wasn't that kind of thing, no. That would have been awesome, though. Right. That would have been. I mean, I'd love to see Micah play the flute or maybe the saxophone. You know, just Duke silvering the whole thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
So we have a lot more that we want to say about Serena, but first it's that time of the show that we like to call Shameless Self-Promotion. Shameless. Uh, so we have a Patreon page uh, that I'm going to let BJ tell you guys about. You can go to patreon.com slash dragonquestfm to sign up for our Patreon. We have lots of really cool stuff. You can get stickers with our logo on it. You can get a new Discord role of Erdrick's Long Lost Cousin on our geek to geek Media Discord and talk to us about cool stuff. You can even tell us what you want to hear uh, shows about if you pledge. And uh, you also, the cool part, is get every single patron gets an entry into our eShop gift card uh, giveaway every month. Uh, so you will have a chance to get a $10 eShop gift card of your choice. And if you pledge at $10 or higher, you get two entries because we love you. You can go to patreon.com slash dragonquestfm and uh, become a member. Yeah, and I'm still doing daily episodes as well, doing the daily quarantine cast from a Patreon, so you can unlock all those episodes because they're not all public, uh, so you can have access to all that stuff and listen to those as well. And then also just a friendly reminder to review our podcast. If you're listening, you like our podcast, then please just take a second, give us a review, hopefully a five-star review. Just leave us a nice little review. And we will greatly appreciate it. It's true. They really help people decide what podcast to listen to. Y'all are aware of how many podcasts there are out there. And they, uh, whenever people are looking for new ones, they do read reviews and take them seriously. So we would really appreciate that. So let's talk about Serena some more. So Serena is a character that I did not especially love at the very beginning. When I first started playing Dragon Quest XI, uh, kind of like you mentioned earlier in the episode, I texted you and I was like, man, I love the characters, but, you know, Serena is kind of this generic healer. Because in a lot of JRPGs, I feel like the healer is usually the most generic character in those games. Yeah, just they fall into that same trope of, uh, you know, the nice, sweet character who might be a little naive. Uh, maybe has lived a sheltered lifestyle and is only now just getting out into the world and discovering uh, everything that they have been missing out on in their life from being cloistered away or something. Yeah, and like 90% of the time, it's always like a young woman. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the other 10% is probably just games that were made in the last like 15 years. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but so nothing special really jumped out about Serena for a long time. She was just always kind of there. And I felt like, she got kind of overshadowed by Veronica's personality. And then in Act 2, uh, when you find out that Veronica is dead, not only is she no longer overshadowed by Veronica's personality, but it's kind of like Serena's time to step up. And so she really, she takes charge. She starts getting a little rougher around the edges, a little tougher. Not only does she learn Veronica's spells and abilities, but she also kind of doesn't necessarily uh, get Veronica's personality, but she kind of inherits, I guess, some of Veronica's like strength. Okay, yeah, like it's, personal. It strength. is, yeah, really, she does. It's uh, it's very interesting to see how she changes at that point and becomes a much more interesting character too. Yeah. So by the end, by the end of the whole thing, starting with that part of Act Two, when you see that Veronica's dead, and you know Serena cuts her hair, learns Veronica's spells, all that kind of stuff. For me, that was when Serena really became one of my favorite characters. 
Famitsu. You're familiar with Famitsu, yep. right? Japanese mm-hmm. gaming magazine. They actually did an international fan poll. Uh, I believe it was last year before the release of 11S. And they were asking people to vote on the main playable characters to see like who was your favorite. And I've been meaning to talk about this in the other episodes and kept forgetting. Uh, but Serena, uh, she was actually voted the seventh most popular character in the game. So that she was right. She wasn't the least popular, but she was the next to least popular character yeah. in the game. Who was the least popular? Uh, we're going to get to that eventually. All right. I'm, I'm going to share each one each episode. I'm going to keep you in suspense. No. Or just, or just Google it. But I, I will, I'm going to be talking about it with each one of these character spotlights. I just forgot to, to mention it um, this last time. Eric and Veronica, you know, were, vo- were both voted as very popular characters. Um Eric, I believe, was the second most popular one overall. Okay. And Veronica was fourth overall. Hmm. Uh, and Veronica was the second most popular female. Uh, Serena, she was voted the seventh most popular and the least popular female party member. Yeah, I can totally see it. She was next to last place, you know, overall. And then she was in last place in terms of the three female party members. So that's kind of sad. I, I don't think that serena deserves quite that amount of i i wouldn't say it's even dislike maybe it's just kind of like apathy towards her character and maybe maybe that's because people really like jade and people really like veronica and then you have serena who has her own little devout following but it's just maybe it's not as pervasive as like jade and veronica's followers are you know and i think that's really what it is i mean you also have the the kinds of people who really fall into those kinds of fandoms and and fan art things like that where jade is one of the most popular probably the most popular of them you said uh with because she is the uh the hot one and then you have veronica because she's the sassy one and then serena is just there uh, for the most part, where you don't, you know, have nearly as much to draw on uh, for having, except those who like that kind of uh, sagely, uh, divine fan art kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I don't know. I don't know that I would have voted any different. I was just, I was a little surprised to find her that she was the seventh most popular character on that list. I gotta yeah. say, like, I, I, I mean, I guess I, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense when you consider like all the other characters. But I was kind of like, huh, seventh. That that seemed. I expected it to be more middle than than bottom. If that makes sense. It seems. Let me think. Let me think of how to phrase this. It seems pretty accurate to me. Just when I hear it, it's like, yeah. But then when I think about the characters individually, like as characters, I'm like, why is she so low? Yeah. It's like, oh. But then I think about all the other characters in context. I'm like, yeah. Well, who would I put above the other? You know, it's uh. It both makes sense and doesn't make sense at the same time. It's the Schrodinger Serena. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I appreciate yeah. that one. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to try to share the results of each one of these as we as we go on through the following weeks. Next week, we have Silvando. So, uh, so that'll yes, be that. a fun one, too. Uh, so Serena, uh, within the story, you, you meet her pretty early on in the game. Uh, she is the third person to join your party she actually officially joins it alongside of veronica but veronica is with you a little bit earlier on because you're trying to find her you're trying to rescue serena and you find her turns out that they were looking for the luminary the whole time and then once her and veronica join up with you veronica 
for a while at least, kind of takes over as the leader of the party. She's the boss. Right. She's telling you guys where to go, where to go, what you're going to do, all of this kind of stuff. And Serena is kind of just that cautious voice of reason, mm-hmm. like for the longest time, especially in the early parts of the story. And then, you know, we've talked about her character development in Act 2. We haven't really necessarily got along to Act 3, the stuff after the first credits, which is that, um, you know, Veronica does come back to life. And by doing that, Veronica, you know, has all of her powers. Serena doesn't have those powers anymore. Um, So did you still use Serena a bunch even after Veronica was back? No. I didn't. She lost. She she lost so much appeal at that point. Like she wasn't nearly as useful. But it also made me sad that she gave had to lose those powers as well. Like well, they could have kept them. That's actually this is probably the biggest reason Act Three makes me just a a little bit sad. Even though Act Three is probably my favorite part of the whole game, and I really right. like I really like things that happen in it, especially bringing Veronica back. But kind of one of the cons, I guess, from that is that the the character development and just the gameplay improvements with Serena that happen in act two are so yep. great. And then you just lose all of that. Yeah. It's all gone. And it's, it's kind of, they, they flowers for Algernon her is what they did where they give you this taste of what it can be like. And then just yank it away. And it's like, ha you're going back to the way it was tap in and out. And I'm like, yeah. You and me, we're just like popping those pop culture references in and out. Today. Have you noticed that? Yeah, Man, we are. we're like on a roll. <laughs> What's happened to us? Is, I don't know. Like, is Tina Fey writing our lines for us? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I, if I had Tina Fey being able to write everything that I said, I would be much more liked by everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought after all of that. But yeah, um, I, I'm a little sad about the stuff that happens with uh, with Serena after that. And I was the same way. I didn't use her nearly as much after that. In Act 3, she was that permanent party member. She was like my MVP for a lot of fights in Act 2 and with the Mortigan fights and everything. And then Act 3 comes around and it's just like I didn't use her nearly enough. I used her in like the Time Worm super boss fight. I used her quite a bit there because I needed like a very good, you know, powerful healer and Rab just wouldn't cut it. Just doesn't cut it. Nope. And so I, I used her, you know, in some of those kind of big fights. But overall, I didn't really use Serena much after that. And, it, and it, it did make me sad because of just how much I grew to love her as a character and use her in my party. Right. Um, and then it was just kind of like, eh, I just didn't use her very much. I also thought it was worth mentioning that Serena and Veronica, they don't get a side story in 11S. Everyone gets a side story except for Veronica and Serena. They don't get a side story at all. So what's up with that? I mean, I guess it'd be too spoilery, but like I would have liked to have seen a side story if everyone else got one. Yeah, I figured that the reason they did was spoilery uh, reasons because of the way they put them into the game. But man, I wish that they had done. I wish they had done the side stories completely differently anyway, in terms of putting them in the the story. Right. But it's uh, but that's that's I can assume the same thing. But yeah, it's uh, they could have done it at any other point. So it could have also been development time. I mean, there's always a hundred reasons for something in a video game. Yeah. The only thing I could figure out is because there's really no reason for Serena not to have her own side story because she doesn't know Veronica's dead until the rest of the party does. Right. She could have easily have had a side story where it shows things happening with her, where she's trying to get back 
to the rest of the party and you know it's kind of like training and stuff and getting more powerful yeah just being uh, uh you know working on her own being ignorant of their sister's death yeah the only the only thing i could figure out for that is that if they if they had included one for Serena as well, and then Veronica didn't get one, if it would have made it super obvious that Veronica was dead to the people who hadn't played it yet. Mm. And I, I really don't feel like that's true. I feel like, you know, even if Serena had had one, if Veronica didn't have one, like if I'd never played the game before and Veronica didn't get one, I don't know that my first reaction would have just been Veronica's dead, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I I absolutely did not think that until they actually showed it because I'm just like waiting on them to find her. I mean, she was just off doing something. Yeah, and so maybe it's because with Serena, maybe they just couldn't find something interesting to have her do during that time. Yeah. Uh, like everybody else did. Um, or what? Because, I mean, even even Serena's like act two story, she almost, she kind of gets shafted even there because... I mean, even taking away the extra content from 11S and just looking at the content for 11, all the other characters were doing pretty amazing things, you know? Hendrix become like this hero savior type. Silvando's out there making the world a better place with his parade. Mm -hmm. You know, Rab lost a ton of weight and is like doing all this intense training. (laughs) And Jade, who, you know, has fallen under this curse um, at the casino... And then you just kind of have Serena who just shows up, you know, to your party and she's like, hey, guys, we got to find Veronica. And you go to Arborea and find out she's dead. And then Serena's like act two plot development happens after she's already back with the party. Like even in the original just base game of 11, Serena didn't really have anything going on during that time. Yeah, not really. So I feel like I feel like maybe Serena just kind of drew the short straw here in terms of in terms of the characters in 11. It's not that she's a bad character and I really love her a lot, but I don't know. I just, I feel like she kind of gets shafted and drew the short straw here when it comes to just character, character development kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So that about does it for today's episode all about Serena. Thank you guys for listening. Big thank you to all of our patrons and we will be back next week. We are going to be talking about Silvando. He's the next person that you encounter in your journey here. Uh, So we are definitely going to be talking about Silvando next week. Remember, you can talk to us uh, directly on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DragonQuestFM. If you want to talk to me directly, I'm on Twitter as at DragonQuestin. And you can also read my DragonQuest blog. That is at DragonQuestAustin.com. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beege. Uh, you can listen to me more on the geek to geek podcast, and you can check out all of the media network content that we're a part of at geek 2 geekmediacom Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.